0: All right. You ready? Yeah. There's a little delay on the on the screen. Yeah. So. I'm not going to look at this. So um, um, hello. My name is William Burnett and uh, we're here with Jordan Chemansky. Yes. On uh, the new latest episode of a uh, daytime talk video. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to New York.
1: Thank you very much. You Bro- Brooklyn, New
0: York. Greenpoint, Brooklyn, the the right at the top, top of Greenpoint.
1: Yeah, and I was just telling you how much I uh, enjoy your neighborhood uh, in comparison to other Brooklyn neighborhoods I've frequented. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know, less annoying. You don't see as many a- I mean there is a Starbucks across the street and but McDonald's too. Yeah, that doesn't McDonald's doesn't bother me. Star- Starbucks bothers me a bit. McDonald's doesn't. And I don't know. I don't see many annoying uh kind of types walking around and
0: uh. i've never been in the mcdonald's no. i've been i went i've been in the starbucks because w- w- for a little while i was homeless and okay. my studio was over there and, and i would go in there and use the internet sometimes in the morning and
1: yeah, they have good internet
0: and then um i also went in one time at uh, Lori, Lori sold me her uh electroharmonics uh, the pitch factor uh, pedal.
1: Who's, who's Lori?
0: Lori um antennas Ah, okay i bought i went in there to buy a pedal from her that was w- she wanted. She didn't trust me to do it in private. She thought I was going to rob her. Ah, oh, well, yeah. you know she has a a reason to be suspicious. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Well, so we're, so we're going to do a, a, a music related podcast here. Um, uh, the 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 we're supposed to talk about music. We can talk about whatever you want, but uh, the little introdu- introduction that I know is that uh, people, you know, you're you're, a, is Israeli. I'm, no. Have first of
1: all, first of all, You're a Canadian. No, no. American. Let, yes. I mean, I was born in this. I'm. I'm all three. I have three paths. I have three. Uh, what's it called? Uh, nationalities. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm a multinational.
0: How. How did. How did you manage that?
1: Yeah. I never uh, heard the story. Okay. My mother. She's Canadian. Therefore, I'm automatically Canadian. That's a uh, fact of life. Uh, I was born in uh, Ohio, therefore I'm uh, an American <laughs> citizen. What city? Uh, Columbus, Ohio.
0: And, and how did that? there like a, a
1: my, th- my dad had a job there. Doing what? Uh, teaching.
0: So it was like a the college there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So they my parents lived there for like I don't know five years or and something. And your dad is an American. No, my dad was born in Palestine. Yeah, he was, was born in like in, uh, yeah, I mean, Israel. I mean, he was born there before it was Israel. So it's like Palestinian, I guess. Like 47.
0: Oh, geez. And then, uh, so you're born in, in the 70s. I was born 75? in
1: 75, Columbus, Ohio. My parents decided in 83 that, uh, yeah, maybe we should try to move to that fucked up country in the Middle East. Because I think my father saw a few swastikas around Columbus, and he said, "Ah, oh, fuck this shit. I'm gonna." <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I mean, he le- he left Israel. His parents left Israel when he was like 16, and uh, he was living in like Philadelphia. And uh, but eventually, he met my mom. What's, what's your dad's first name? I'm just curious. Uh, Danny. Daniel. Da-
0: Daniel. And your, and your mother is uh, Sherry. Share. Yeah. Sherry. Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, I call so her Share. So can we refer to them as that? the rest of the story mm, no.
1: share yes <laughs> okay yeah my dad uh yeah i don't call him danny <laughs> hey danny what's up yeah but danny you can call him danny what do you, you what want. do you
0: call him when you talk to him papa
1: pop, pop yeah. popsy popsy no just kidding i call him uh, abba i speak abba. I, sp- I speak exclusively hebrew to my father okay exclusively english to my mother okay because my mother doesn't speak much uh hebrew and my father i don't know because we have a weird relationship is your is your mother also a jew yeah 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 okay so but you're you know atheist type kind of jew oh, i know but i'm just you know yeah yeah getting she's getting down to she's the since jewish since yeah. we're
0: starting at the beginning you know
1: yeah she's a weird Now, this is, this is interesting cuz she's a weird kind of canadian jew which is extremely different than american jews i've encountered i mean i don't know many american jews like usa uh, based jews Yeah, just it. But, yeah, she comes from Nova Scotia. I don't know if you – did you ever see the show uh, Trailer Park Boys? (laughs) I've seen the commercial. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, uh, my mom's family kind of sounds like that. They're from the same area, like Nova Scotia. They come from a family of – yeah, it's a weird thing, they're like junk collector Jews. I mean, they moved <laughs> they they ran away from uh, like Latvia or something from in the 1860s and they became and like scrappers or something. Scrappers exactly, like a junkyard. And so they're kind of like uh working class Canadian Jews that sound like the dudes from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, I never, you know, it's yeah, a different d- kind of Jew than I'm used to. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so So, uh, so it, and so you're born there. Do you, you have brothers and sisters? I have an uh, older sister, who lives in Israel now. And she was also born in Columbus? Uh, no, she was born in Ithaca uh, in Syracuse. New Syracuse, York. New York. Cuz my another teaching job probably. No, that wasn't when he was a student.
0: Oh, ah, okay. So so they had they were in their 20s when they had you. Early 20s. Early now. 20s, so like yeah. a normal for that time. Yeah, for course. And then uh and then uh then you skip the army? No, I don't. know.
1: I don't. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, m- well, I mean, well, I
0: don't know what. I, so what? Ha- what? I don't yeah, know. So what I doing.
1: was. I was in Israel basically since I was like nine-ish, eight-ish, uh, uh, onward for like twenty years. And what was that? Was that like
0: pretty normal? Like just like regular? Like you watch MTV and no, go there to was the mall. No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> it was very different. Like way. go to
0: get Burger King.
1: No. first of all, up until like ninety three or four there was like one T V channel.
0: Uh s- and it's a state run T V show?
1: Yeah, yeah. State state every Israel used to be a super socialist country. Uh so everything was centralized, you know, healthcare, education, uh, T V, radio, uh for good or for bad as well. Uh, and uh, so until I would say late 80s, m- uh, mid 90s, uh, it was still like Middle East vibe. Uh, very, uh, yeah, nobody knew shit about the world. So uh,
0: so it's very like religious based. No,
1: no, not religious. No, no, no. No, Israel is not a religious country. I've never been there. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, The grand majority uh, are definitely non-religious, but uh, yeah, there's other fucked up things about Israel, of course, you know, it's a quite a pretty nationalist kind of, you know, but that's, I mean, you grow up in that environment. It's hard to, it's totally normal. Yeah. For them. I mean, I mean, I, I, I had the advantage of being an outsider from the beginning, so it all looked crazy, you know. So you
0: were like the weird American kid or something. Yeah. For the first few years, at
1: least. Mean, I mean refu- I I refused to study Hebrew for a few years so I was just walking around not understanding shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but <laughs> even though you, so you couldn't talk to your dad.
1: But no, my dad th- he's fluent in English. It's just uh, somehow it developed that we just talked Hebrew as adults. I don't know. Keep it keep the dream alive. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, Where's he? He? Does he live in Israel now? Yeah, yeah. he he lives in Haifa. He still's He's still very so uh, into it.
0: Uh, so so let's get away from the. Le- so you're, as a child, you know what 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 happens. You're like taking piano lessons, or uh, you're like out doing archery, or, or
1: what? Archery, or, uh, yeah, mainly shooting archery. Shooting guns <laughs> or something.
0: I don't know. Throwing grenades. I don't know yeah. what they do.
1: Well, I mean, I didn't uh, I didn't participate in like Boy Scouts or any of that shit. So I did not shoot guns or. Or throw grenades or uh, <laughs> wear uniforms. Do they throw grenades in the B- Boy Scouts? There? No, no. Only okay. when you get in the army okay. you do that. But I, 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 I shot, I mean, I was in the army later for like 11 months, so yeah. I, sh- I shot guns. <laughs> Just not, not at people. I mean, I did have to aim. I The first week I was in the army, I aimed my M16 at a car full of Palestinian smugglers uh, for like 10 minutes shakingly. And yeah, and they're, like, laughing their ass off.
0: The the, pel- the people in the car? Yeah, 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 the <laughs> yeah, the, the, the <laughs>
1: smugglers. They're, like, laughing because they know I'm not going to shoot, and they know, I mean, yeah. and they see this 18-year-old kid with a uniform way longer than it should be, yeah. <laughs> shaking, holding an yeah. M16. and uh, Yeah, but that seems even
0: more dangerous than someone that, want that wants to shoot you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, anyway, that was not <laughs> my, my Army career. Yeah.
0: No, but, I mean, but as, as a child, you must have had some, you know, some things that pushed you to to who you are today,
1: you yeah, know? I mean uh I was uh yeah classic outsider uh, uh
0: so so no friends, And uh,
1: no real friends, I talked to the uh, like I hung out with other people that spoke English, yeah in my class. Uh, no real friends, uh, you know. Obsessed with uh, pop music. It's all I cared about. One of those Walkman. So,
0: what was your access point to music? Was it through the radio or? Yeah, radio. And th- was there record stores also?
1: Or there was I'm one uh, cassette record store. I, I'm talking about like when I was ten. So this is like yeah eight yeah, yeah. eighty-five. I don't know. Yeah, so, so you got like
0: Michael Jackson bootlegs
1: they had a lot of cassettes and uh yeah i would that's the only kind of place i would go to no no bootlegs it was uh official, official releases official official releases imports yeah and uh i got into the music just because it was like in english and i didn't want to hear hebrew i hated israeli pop I f- so i was really i got obsessed with like the british charts uh, in the mid 80s uh less so the u.s charts for some reason but so i was really obsessed with like Duran Duran, petcha boy all 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 of the like electropop that, that was new like romantics mm. I don't know I mean they, they y- call it different stuff every year Yeah yeah I mean I did like uh what do they call it like Yeah fuck <laughs> what like they later their comeback was like I'm only human. Born to make mistakes. And I make oh. mistakes. I can't think of that. one. That was like an 88 Span- Spandau Ballet. No, that no, that's not Spandau oh. Ballet. That that's, that's a no fuck, that's a great band actually and that uh they had the big hit and <laughs> Human League. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway so I was into all that stuff. Uh, I, only hu- I don't
0: even remember that being a Human League song. League song. I'm only human. That was after Philip Oakey left the band, or
1: no, 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 no. That was their comeback in the late '80s. With, that was
0: like produced by Giorgio
1: Moroder or something. That, no, that was '87 actually. Okay, so. that was '87. I'm sorry. No Moroder. Whatever. Involved. We both like
0: Human League is good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but even that album, yeah. uh, which was kind of shit at the time, I think uh, it was kind of like. Uh, Big one. Yeah,
0: it was it so was the
1: good. T- the Top
0: Gun soundtrack, I think they might have been on there too.
1: The Top. Ah, uh, oh, but you know who's on the Top? You know, uh, take Berl- Berlin. Yes, who? You know their career before that? Yeah. yeah okay, okay. It's what like it's, uh, yeah, the the sex. Uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's yeah. like one of my favorite. The uh, disco kind of.
0: They're good too. So, so you were a new waver. Did you have like a, a dyed black hair?
1: No, but okay. So I wasn't <laughs> like. This is when I'm ten. I'm like. Okay. So when I was ten, I I I went with the whole culture, cl- like a Boy George thing. So I, I I literally so I wore suspenders, uh, filled with uh covered with the uh, pins. I had this long like uh, rat tail, but on the front, and it was bleached because I covered it in. Uh, in lemon you know that's what the surfers did uh, yeah you know. and um, and then and i was wearing these fucking suspenders which looked really yeah. obnoxious and what just like aqua converse or something maybe yellow uh, no 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 yellow i just had like uh all-stars yeah uh, yeah of course uh and then later this was before i discovered dark music. i wasn't into dark shit then i was well just at, well at 10 you're you're not very deep exactly honest? exactly but then uh, i guess around uh, 12 it was like uh the cure kind of came into uh, mm. and then bauhaus and shit like that so yeah i was a bit uh gothy in my later when i got when my balls dropped and i became a bit angry <laughs> after your bar, bar mitzvah. Bar My mitzvah. bar mitzvah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, around that time when I got a synthesizer. Something
0: yeah. happened. You got a synthesizer for your bar mitzvah? Uh,
1: well, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a synthesizer. It's more like a workstation, like the a was Yamaha. A, a motif. <laughs> no, I, yeah. dude, I'm older <laughs> than you. Uh, it was like a Yamaha PSR-60, I think. It was, uh <laughs> it has like, a, you could record like drums separately, a bass line separately, and chords separately. And then I would record... uh you know, when you put it half in, you could record like. L- one side. Yeah, one side. So I'd use, do vocals. And I remember I had this song, this kind of this song, uh Life in Arabia. It was about like <laughs> religious suppression. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I had a lonely. Is that
0: on SoundCloud?
1: No, I wish <laughs> it was. Because when I left, uh, when I left Israel, I would left. I just kind of left everything. I didn't. And I had the, my, my big I had a bag full of my cassettes yeah. from my whole like younger years of, of uh, tape recordings and later four track recordings, and my dad just threw it in the garbage He didn't keep
0: your ephemera no, no no
1: I think he was a bit uh, he wanted uh, you to yeah. move on no he just uh, wasn't into it yeah, he's not a, he wasn't into me leaving him responsible for anything. Yeah,
0: well... He's Understandable.
1: Yeah, you know. Oh, well. Um, it would have been hard to
0: transfer anyways, you know?
1: Mm, it would have been fun. Not that hard. It would have been fun. I would love to. I mean... Maybe you could... This e- my e- my e- biggest hit from back then, this is from when <laughs> I was 13. This was my... This was fucking huge. I... Uh, I was into, like, hip-hop a little, like, you know, okay. the old, like, run DMC okay. hip-hop. uh <laughs> the 80s. And I, I recorded this beep, and then I... A friend of mine at this age, 13, I already had some some buddies and a friend of mine had this like uh, suction cup that that you could put on one side of the phone and then you could record the person talking pretty (laughs) clearly. Okay. so I had uh, my grandmother. She rest in peace. uh, She was kind of crazy, like for real crazy. (laughs) She's like Holocaust crazy, but kind of mean too, like very mean so I, I had this conversation i recorded this conversation with her and, sh- and like i i kind of made her say uh really funny things not that i say grandma can you please see it no it's not that kind of relationship i got her mad on me got got her mad at me on purpose so she would say funny shit and i recorded it well like and then go I clean your room or st- no it was way worse with, than bat- that. with swear words But Uh, she was yelling at Polish kind of Polish words just mean. No, that's just just mean like mean shit I I don't even want to get into it. Just (laughs) like pure kind of mean they're trying to hurt you for real Not like anyway, but it sounded funny So I chopped that up and I made this rap song and I used her uh, Snippets of vocals on that and yeah, my friends uh, I really uh, amused my friends.
0: Maybe one of them has a copy
1: no, nobody has a copy, but uh, well, maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was uh, amusing. Yeah, that was one of my first. Uh, that was my most satisfying. Fa- what was? It? Did you have? Out all, out of all the music I ever released, that was the <laughs> most satisfying one. But what, what was? It? So
0: were you? You were Jordan GCZ then, or? or
1: uh, no, actually, that that one. Little, little J. No, no, <laughs> it's worse because uh, JJ Master C. <laughs> JJ Master C. Yes.
0: And the title of the song.
1: I think the title of the song was J.J. Master F- C. Motherfucker.
0: <laughs> wow. So if anybody sees a tape or <laughs> hears a tape that has something that could be like this, then just uh, send us a message. No,
1: it <laughs> was funny because it was like there was the verse, which was uh, I think like uh, my grandma's shit. And then and then the wait verse. Wait, what's the other thing? There's verse chorus. Uh, the chorus. Bridge. Uh, no, the chorus is the w- what repeats itself. The verse, right? verse no the chorus okay so So the chorus was like my grandmother's shit and then the verses were me rapping about jj master c and there was like a how hard you were uh, no no but just just distorted guitar and stuff there was a distorted guitar as well like yeah but run dmc dude sounds dope yeah it was dope as fuck but actually the drum problem the drum machine in the yamaha was probably pretty okay
0: jj master c that's, yeah. a, that's way better than Jordan GCZ.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> I would get so many more gigs these days if I was JJ Master C. Yeah, you wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> no. Dude, I'm sitting here because I do have a gig. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah.
0: All right, so um, that ended your hip hop career. Uh, your grandma found out and, and
1: you were done. No, she, she never found out. Uh, you didn't play yeah. her the track? No. <laughs> we didn't have that kind of relationship.
0: You like she could like, walk around and listen to it on her Walkman? Yeah. <laughs> no, all right. So um so but then, I,
1: then I got into like better music around age 13 14. But what
0: was better music like Dinosaur Jr?
1: Mm, probably that was more like 15 16. Uh, more like stuff that I overheard uh either like stuff I heard on a chart and I got deeper into uh I guess like Cure, which yeah. probably or I heard d- a Depeche single. Mode yeah, Order. exactly. And yeah, The Mode New Order. Uh, and then uh, was at the it same like time, uh, I got into—I was really into—I don't remember what year this was, but what's her name? Uh, Susie in the Bench. No, the bald singer that. Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, her first album—I was really into that. Yeah, uh, mm. Mantinka. Right, and there was a song like Jerusalem there. Ooh. Do you know that album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty. But was, was it like it was Jump okay. in the River? Stuff. is it that one uh, I don't know it's her first album i don't remember then i just remember the the hit was mandinka and that's how i got into it but then her other songs i never
0: i don't remember what the backing music was like was down,
1: na, w- just guitar regular guitar irish <inaudible> <clash> <outta demonic> <hierarchy> no, no 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 it's a bit edgier the production yeah. it's not like a regular rock production i
0: don't remember the <crap> music to it I have to check it out again. Yeah, we
1: should YouTube it later. Yeah. Uh, and I g- uh, so I got into that you and then I got into but also at the same time I was into lame shit of course. I was really into like The Police and I like The Police. And and uh, even Sting's first uh, solo album I liked, that's uh, like. That's uh, like a Set
0: Them Free if
1: you love Yeah, them. yeah. I, I don't know why I like that, but I like that.
0: I always liked The Police and I I still like The Police, but I don't Sting.
1: No, Sting is horrible. He's so. a monster, but
0: I don't know if he's a monster, but he just
1: uh, not morally. I mean, uh, musically. <laughs> I mean, I can't stand his voice and stuff. But, but it's not that I'm like you know I wasn't edgy. Like I mean, I, I looked like I looked like a freak. What, but you I know look. what?
0: I just found out the other. This yeah. is a side. This doesn't have to do with. Any, but I, I'm someone. Please confirm. But I'm pretty sure. This is a new thing I learned. Is that Stuart Copeland? Yeah. Father, f- his father was Aaron Copeland, the guy who did like Rodeo, like the classical composer guy. Is that really? wrong? We'd have to look that up. I'm pretty sure I heard that was the other. He British. And it completely shocked me. I think he was American or no, British. No, but Stuart Copeland is British. I can't remember there's like some weird connection. Is that?
1: I mean it wouldn't surprise me, but, but I'm pretty uh, sure that I
0: could be completely wrong, but uh but I think that that was like a new fact that I learned but the other day.
1: Isn't Aaron Copeland wasn't the American?
0: I thought so too. Yeah. But I think he had so he has he's like a international child. He like okay, a child yeah. like you just you like know? me. Yeah, I'm an several international passports. man of mystery, yeah. Maybe he's Australian or something, you know. I don't know. I could be wrong. Sorry to, to, to derail
1: you, but that was a. But Stuart Copeland, he's done great stuff since, actually. Yeah. All and the it, sound soundtrack stuff. It makes stuff.
0: sense that he's this. You know, he's this like a percussionist, like a real, not just a drummer, but.
1: Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. True musician uh, studied. Uh, I think
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right because I, I I just found out the other day, and it would, would s- surprise me. I, I, someone can tell me I'm stupid on the internet, or I can edit okay. this part out part out, or whatever. But um, so that's you're you're now you're about fifteen. Living in Haifa, uh, or
1: thir- yeah, yeah, I'm living in Haifa. Uh, yeah, around age thirteen, I started getting friends more. I guess uh, more like after uh, your,
0: with the rap music, you really bonded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that was my own thing. Uh, let me think. When, no, I started hanging out. You know, like I, I was, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't fit in and. Uh, uh, you know, wha- after grade school, uh, all the kids from my grade school went to, a s- to one high school. I went to another high school. Okay. So even the few kind of familiar kind of buddies I had, I totally had to start from scratch. Uh, and then I found a couple friends and uh, started like hanging out, not going home really, and just hanging out, uh, loitering basically for a few years, uh, picking up cigarette butts and smoking them uh it was a kind of not fun yeah and going going to movies sometimes like at the at the like uh, cinematech which is old movies by now this is
0: 1990 89 90 89 yeah yeah so that's that's kind of just when
1: uh i haven't discovered drugs or alcohol
0: yet but the music was kind of shifting like we're like no, that's I was
1: already deep in music uh, at that point. Bauhaus, more uh, kind of got started getting into Skinny Puppy and disgusting like industrial yeah. shit. Cabaret
0: Voltaire, and
1: uh, that's a little later. Uh, but I started going to like uh, stupid metal, like metal. Any any concert that came to Haifa, I would go, which is like uh, a lot of like death dead, metal, dead horse or something. Uh, Not Napalm Death. Yeah. Uh, like th- I saw good stuff, uh, like Creator stuff that i i wasn't really listening at home but you know any chance to go to a live kind of yeah to get into fights you know to th- yeah underage beers and yeah
0: what's the uh, and so uh the cul- And there's a
1: lot of goths at the club where the live shows were and i think that that kind of also
2: yeah
0: is it what's the what's the culture like there with the drinking and smoking is it you know because in, in europe it's it's a little more open like you know you can be pretty young and and drink but israel Seems
1: people d- drink less in israel yeah uh, israel is way more of a kind of uh, smoking weed and cigarettes yeah. cuz it's just so fucking hot yeah and i think genetically jews aren't really good with alcohol <laughs> you'll find less jewish alcoholics <laughs> i have no idea i mean I my stomach can't i mean so and the heat it's the heat so i mean uh, I mean, everybody, you know, all the kids drank on weekends and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean
0: but, but it's like they're like a, they're not like a, a sh- doing keg stands or anything. It's no, not, like not at like all. The There's th- none of that. None of this. None of you that. You know, because like the American thing, it's more like okay, we can't drink, so when we do, we just you know, do do it as much as we possibly can. No, in Europe, a f- they're a little slower with it.
1: In Europe, everything's you know they just drink all the time, to- like since age f- fourteen. And I guess and
0: that so. like Russia is sort of like that, which is, I guess is Europe too. But, I, I mean, it, I don't know what it's like in other parts yeah, of the world. People
1: don't – people, I mean, teenagers all drink on the weekends, but it wasn't – it's not like uh, – Because, I mean, that's. What
0: I guess my cor- thinking is that, you know, uh, they had this big thing in the U.K. around that same time where, you know, everybody was getting ecstasy and they started getting into, you know – acid house and then all the raving thing no did that, did that not didn't make no,
1: it. no no okay that's the thing about israel israel uh, uh was a trance it's a trance uh but country
0: when did that come in later or
1: i mean whenever uh,
0: trance started like 1993 or something.
1: exactly like from the beginning because traditionally israelis uh you know they go to the army okay uh at the time uh, late 80s early 90s i would say Everybody went to the army. I mean, uh, there was less people that uh, tried to avoid it.
0: And and what? so you go to the army when For you're... For th- three years when if you're, you're male. 17?
1: 18. 18 until you're 21. Until you're 21. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, now it's very different, I think. But back then it was like, you know, if you didn't go to the army, you were w- a social and pariah.
0: And what about women? They
1: yeah, two years, I think.
0: So at the same... The 18 to 20. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Everybody... F- your, your life ends at the age 18. So... When you get out of the army, age 20 or 21, uh, what many Israelis do is either go to India or South America. They go to India, stay there a year, uh, take a ton of acid, and thus uh, go a trance developed okay. from that. Or others you know, go to South America, get fucked up on coke for three years. But, uh, <laughs> but in the 90s, it was all about India. Okay. Every fucking single dude that finished the army went to india and suddenly became a hippie did you go no because no (laughs) that was like i fucking hated that shit that was like i hated trance that was like uh so so the anti of what and i and i also didn't do the army i mean i left the army after 11 months so you you know you had your like high school that's like
0: mainstream experience and you were pretty much just Going to see whatever band came to play.
1: Yeah, and I, I was in a band with my friends. And, and High school and was good for me. What kind
0: of music were you, you and your friends doing?
1: Yeah, I so mean, what? I was into different music than my friends in the band were into. I was already into good stuff, uh, relatively, you know, son- so, so Sonic you Youth and like, uh, yeah, and Cabaret Voltaire. And I started listening to a lot of free jazz. So I was an annoying, pres- you know, pretentious kind of kid that knew too much. For his age about uh, and not understanding the music i was listening to but i was can i got into can butthole surfers there was this radio show one radio show in israel on the army radio once a week at uh, 10 o'clock at night there's a legendary uh, dj called Michal neve and she basically educated me on all the kraut rock uh, alternative rock in the early 90s uh good, like, decent hip-hop. Yeah, see, and
0: there were, that was a weird time in the 90s. There was, like, a big revival on Can and Noi and all this stuff. She introduced yeah.
1: my whole generation in Israel. All the people I later met in Tel Aviv m- around my same age, they all learned about the music from this one radio DJ who sadly committed suicide, like, 10 years Jeez. ago. Yeah, yeah. But So she, Michal Niv, she really... Uh, huge influence on the Israeli alternative scene in the 90s. I mean, I, I doubt... In general, there was a huge, uh, there was a big kind of, everywhere, but in Israel, too, like all these, suddenly there was like young bands playing, yeah. uh,
0: influence from these Manchester bands. Yeah, influence. like s- stereo the Stereolab generation kind of, sort of. Uh,
1: in Israel, it was more like uh, either influenced by The Fall, okay. a bit earlier, or later from like Stone Roses, really. No, I, I mean,
0: I'm not saying that the that the thing they were influenced from, but the bands that were similar that was th- during the early 90s. Like That was the touring bands at that time. Ah, okay. Nah, but no, but the thing
1: is, they all sucked in Israel, all the bands, including <laughs> my band. was the like We, we were the worst. What was, band. what was the name of your band? Yeah, Index. Index, like the magazine. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they opened a dictionary or something. They, I mean, I joined in. Uh, they started when they were 15, oh. and they got rid of... Uh, and what did you play? The, the keyboard and key back, backing vocals. Yeah. And what keyboard
0: were you playing? The Rhodes? My bar mitzvah one. Oh, still on the on the on the Yamaha, the Yamaha
1: PSR something, (laughs) yeah, horrible sounds.
0: And and do you still have that thing? No,
1: I don't know. Oh no, no, I gave it to I think like a a neighbor's child or something. Oh,
0: that's cool. And so, (laughs) so you did this for a while and. uh, nothing really came of it other than just being no but i mean
1: at the same time i was doing i mean so i had a certain taste in more like alternative uh, music and the other band members liked more uh, shit music more like uh like yeah mainstream rock
0: more uh, so that at that time it was like what like soundgarden or something or before that
1: yeah it was before it was before jane's addiction or no jesus Jesus jones Yeah, I wish. No, no, (laughs) they were like uh, they loved like, like Led Zeppelin or, no, but also like kind of the new bands like you. But they were like a Inspiral Carpets. You know, later into the uh, that whole kind of Britpop sound in '92.
2: Like weird.
1: Okay. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, our band was horrible. We were just kind of new wavy, poppy. So that didn't. Singing in Hebrew didn't help you at all. No, but we didn't have. We had some good gigs. We played at the like. You know, famous. Uh, Lollapalooza. In the Israeli famous uh, rock club Roxanne. That was the height of our career.
0: So, is that on your resume?
1: Yeah, of course. No. Oh. <laughs> <The> first thing. <laughs> no. And we were on the <laughs> radio and shit a few times. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, I hated them. We all hated the music uh, that we oh, played. Oh, you're going to say I hated them. Uh, yeah, I hated. I mean, the drummer. I always fucking hated the drummer. He hated me, too. Oh, did you fight? Uh, once. <laughs> yeah. Once. Uh it, w- it was around Hanukkah, which is this uh, holiday where you eat donuts. <laughs> you know about that one? I've you heard, you, I've you heard light the menorah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh,
1: so anyway. Uh, I didn't know about the donuts. My buddy, the guitar player, he came to the studio rec- recording in the studio. He came with a bag full of donuts. He gave each of one of us a donut. The fucking drummer took my donut, threw it on the ground. <sighs> I'll never forgive him. <laughs> anyway, he's a yuppie piece of shit Anyway, nowadays oh, Poor guy, hello Yeah, it. but what I'm saying is that I didn't listen to the same music my band The uh, <laughs> mates listened to it, And at the same time that I was in the band I had a four track And I was making my weird shit at home And not playing it to anybody
0: uh, And those are g- also gone Yeah, my father threw them away Danny, yes Danny threw them out Mm-hmm Daniel Yep All right, so this, you know Then you turn 18 and you gotta go to uh, The j- army Jail <laughs> No, the oh, army. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Similar. I, I, I've heard this story before, but yeah. I, can you give us a p- some of it? Or, or the, 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 it, it's not a. Um, I know a few people that had to g- were forced to go to the military. Mm-hmm. I know other people that weren't. So I mean, it's a pretty good
1: story. Yeah, the thing is that when you, <laughs> you when you when p- I don't know what you're referring to story wise, but you know when you grow up in Israel, there's no doubt. I mean, you grow up with no doubt that you're going to the army. So it's not really. Uh, It's not terrifying because, uh, you know, everybody has to do that shit. You don't know even any, you know, I I mean, at the time I didn't know one person that did not. Well, well the story that I'm
0: referring to is the one, uh, how you got out.
1: Uh, 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 Ah, no, but I think there's still interesting things about yourself kicked out or. or Yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah, yeah. I'm more interested how, like, if we're talking about music, I'll just mention how I even discovered the techno stuff. Because that's related to the first day in my army. So, uh, yeah, this is the first day of the army is techno. Yeah. First day of the army is when I uh, first. uh, So
0: here's another question, though. Are there there's different uh, uh, like uh, uh, segments of the Israeli military? There's there's like Air Force and Navy. Yeah, yeah, of course. And are you predetermined to go to one of them or you have to pick one?
1: No, you don't pick shit except your nose. I mean, you go to the thing and they're like, you can't swim. So you're in the army or. No, everybody goes to the army. So they send you to this base. You you meet with some fucking asshole that uh, uh, determines where you, where your whole next three years are going to be. H- how do they do that? Uh, that you meet with. Th- that you do an aptitude test.
0: So and is this physical or
1: no? It's uh, written. Uh, but uh, they also have your medical records, of course. Now, because I have asthma, and back then I had really hardcore asthma, so immediately I was safe. From uh, going to a fighting unit, so that already you know took a big load off. So that means you know I'll never have to fucking shoot at anybody,
0: except for on your first day.
1: Yeah, but I didn't. I, I wasn't gonna shoot, but yeah. So so True.
0: so so they d- decide they're gonna send you to the army for. So
1: I so I was sent to the easiest basic training, which is uh, basically six weeks uh, of basic training. You sleep in a tent in the desert, surrounded by. Uh, other people that either have, like, uh, health issues or, like, criminals types, you know, that they, that later, you know, they don't want to give them a weapon because they're criminals. <laughs> but it was only six weeks. I mean, Gal, Juju, my, uh, from Juju and she he was fucking six months in basic training living in a tent, like a fucking, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but he probably he probably finished his... Yeah, he did finish the three years. Finish his tent. Does, he yeah, get does he get,
0: like, a better tax rate or something, like... Do you have better standing in society. Uh, I mean, I can't. Some I couldn't
1: fix- be a lawyer or a doctor if I stayed in Israel, for example. Like you're not allowed. I'm not allowed. No. Yeah. But anyway, my 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 little story about the music and the thing. So, first day I'm in the army, the, uh, and on the bus to the basic training, I'm I'm wearing. Uh, I, I looked annoying. I had like uh, nose rings and earrings and uh, like platinum colored hair and like leather jacket with like a dead kennedy's thing on it very you know very annoying 17 18 year old looking kid anyway i was sitting next to this dude i'm listening uh i don't know listening uh, my walkman to something and next to me there's this other depressed looking dude listening to his shit he looked super depressed and eh, the whole the rest of the bus were having a party i mean they were loving it these fucking jackasses you know excited to get to get in the army and we're the only two depressed dudes there. And so we started talking and he asked me what I'm listening to. I was listening to like Ornette Coleman or some shit from yeah. Free Jazz, which he hated. And he was listening to to Model 500. Yeah. And I was like, "What? what's that? And I was telling him like, yeah, I, I like industrial music, electronic industrial music, uh, you know, Coil, Skinny Puppy, and I like jazz. And then he said, dude you never heard about techno i mean this is exactly yeah. you love this. this is like jazz and industrial together man you have to listen juan atkins and uh yeah that was and pfft, and then that was it
0: what was what was this guy's name
1: yeah yoav b he later became uh he, he oh. released some I music think i did a remix for him it's very possible he released on uh delson records later he was the best dj in israel for many years uh in the mid 90s he was like a resident at the only clubs that brought decent DJs
0: so you were in, you were in the army with him
1: yeah and then we made music together for many years and uh lived together for many years and anyway he was talented as fuck he's like he's like a legit he could have been like a musical genius if he pursued but I think his uh, personal issues uh, prevented it.
0: So, so, so you were on the bus and you heard Model Five Hundred, and, and 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 then
1: I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I like. It, it's like uh, I love jazz, and there's the, all those like uh, model minor seven jazz chords, just like yeah, like Herbie Hancock there. And at the same time, there's like all these fucking amazing synths and like rough, like rough beats, just like I like from the industrial. And it's funky, but it's still jazzy. It's And, yeah, yeah, then I got real... Then I got, like, just totally obsessed with techno and, yeah. Basically, so that's... I mean, it was worth going to the army for that.
0: This is probably uh, 1993 or something like that. Yeah,
1: exactly, 93. So it was a good time to get into techno, like... And it was very hard in Israel to score any of this stuff. So it also added to the mystique and, Mm -hmm. you know, you had to go to Tel Aviv to a certain shop, look at their, like, uh, at the... At their order lists and like uh, tell them you know it was a ordeal to get records.
0: Yeah, and and so you were in the military for a while and, and somehow you got out of the military a little bit early.
1: Yeah, well, two and a half years early.
0: And uh, just just the I, he- I heard a pretty good story, but you got out of it. We don't have to go through it. Um,
1: yeah, it's just the, you know you go to the shrink and uh, yeah.
0: And then what what happened? So you finished? Did you stay in Israel or you're like I'm out of here?
1: No, this I was like, I was uh, 19 only. Yeah. So uh, I moved in as a, I mean, before that I already was living in Tel Aviv uh, because my, the 11 months I was in the army, I, uh, my job was in Tel Aviv. So I became a roommate of my sister with another few uh, roommates right in the center of Tel Aviv. And and what, uh,
0: was your sister like a music person too, or
1: no? Not at all. She was really into the army back then. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, her she changed a lot. She's an art therapist and uh, like researcher. But uh, she was in the army back then, or she just finished army. She's okay. older than me. She had a job like at the film. She was like uh, importing foreign films or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I was already living in Tel Aviv then at 19 when i finished the army and uh yeah i was there I, I i went i signed up to university to kind of get my parents off my back
0: and and what you went to school for what mm,
1: cinema the first semester <laughs> cinema yeah i liked movies <laughs> yeah, yeah we all do yeah so i went <laughs> to cinema and uh for one semester and then what happened yeah, it, w- it was full of like pretentious yeah, fucking twenty-three-year-old assholes. Pretty uh, awful. Yeah, really the worst people. And then, uh, and I realized also you can't really make a movie alone. Like you need to co-op, like work with other people, uh, sound guys, and and that did not appeal to me at all. I really wanted. Uh, I was a control freak back then too, and which is why I was like already making music with my four-track, and I didn't want to be in any bands. So. I quit the cinema shit. And you need money to be in cinema. You need a camera. And yeah, I mean,
0: what what I found, uh, the people that I met that were in film, they finally graduated, and then, and then they spend the next uh, three years saying they're looking for investors. And yeah, then they I never mean, get them, and then, then they're 35.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think about those things back then. I just didn't want to have to a- ask people for favors to borrow their gear. Yeah, yeah
0: times are different now, kids, if they, if they want to Yeah, I mean, with their cell phone, just, Jesus. Yeah, you can make a better quality movie with your iphone
1: but i did end up doing some music for for other people's uh, student movies which was pretty good and you were
0: still on the yamaha
1: uh no no by then i already i already had like a four track uh i had a bass guitar i had a drum kit i found outside in my room that i mic'd up weird and i had a dx11 sweet now by then I was already playing in like other some synthesizer stuff, some like free jazz. Yes, exactly. With uh, my good friend and yeah, this. Uh so that's just like
0: jazz that has really fast and really slow parts.
1: No, no, it was more. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a good, I'm not like a classically trained So uh, you're
0: you're not doing like standards or stuff like
1: no, that. No, I am. I am, but not uh I am with friends uh, with Gal. That's how I met Juju actually. He's yeah. a guitar player. So we just would uh kind of drink a lot and then uh just try to play standards. He's more traditionally trained and I so just
0: he, So he would teach you the song and you
1: would No, I had the notes. Okay. I'm not a smart guy. I can teach myself shit, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh basically uh uh, where were we? Yeah, I was making music alone. Like the jazz thing was just a hobby kind of with yeah. my with my friend. Yeah. And
0: so so you met Gal? That way, yeah. Through and jazz. The, and then you were on you were in Juju and Jordan and you started playing festivals.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was fifteen <laughs> years after. <laughs> yeah.
0: So this this is probably what, nineteen ninety five now or so in your Yeah, th- nineteen ninety
1: five cru- I started sending demos out.
0: I cruising guess. around the Tel Aviv scene. Did you have a, do you There did was you, no scene. Did you man. have? To, did you have like a regular person job to like pay the bills, or you were?
1: Just I worked in the cinema. My sister Take, hooked me up taking tickets. Yeah, I was a usher for a few years. And was it like a art cinema? No, like the regular a regular. No, regular cinema. But yeah, yeah, it was a regular cinema. I, I think I saw. Yeah, I mean, I saw Shawshank Redemption probably two hundred times. <laughs> uh, but I was drinking at the time, so it was different. So you just... <laughs> okay. I had a flask with me the whole time. I was, uh, I was sad. I was sad. <laughs> so not much has changed. I don't drink. Oh, well, you're still sad. No, I'm yeah. not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, so, so young, young Jordan Chomansky living in, in uh, Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. taking tickets at the theater with a Star- flask. And
1: starting to go to parties because uh, there started to be some underground techno parties, really fast, hard techno
0: and and what who were the artists that you remember that were coming to play or, or was it local locals?
1: a lot of locals yeah a yeah. lot of locals so what's
0: that what's the israeli guy that plays really fast that's like kind of good sort of uh i have no idea
1: hallucinogen?
0: uh hallucinogen
1: never heard is of. That is, that is that too it wasn't around i, I don't know uh, for us for m- well uh, i was going to th- you know all there was there was like trance outdoor trance uh nature parties that was very very common uh and that did not interest me at all. And They didn't uh, have like
0: a chill-out room or an era?
1: I don't know. Not really. I, don't know. I only went to one, and it was just too much for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not into it either. No, it was really horrible music. And the people, are, I mean, the people are already o- on acid are always nice and on ecstasy. So I can't say the people weren't nice, but it's this kind of, it's not me. It's like Grateful Dead vibe.
0: Yeah, like it's more about the drugs. Yeah, I was
1: more like into the clubs and the, and it like not clubs. It was more like a warehouse uh, kind of uh, techno parties. Uh, there was some really good parties in Jerusalem as well uh, that you had to like drive to. And but you <laughs> don't
0: you don't remember a really good one that happened in that time, or they were just all kind of this. Uh, uh Nobody good came to when you're like, not like the moment you heard Model 500 or
1: anything. No, no. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't remember DJ. what year it was. But, yeah, these were really underground. I mean, they didn't have budgets to book. Yeah, yeah. Though, like my buddy, Yoav, he would DJ at them and yeah. other local DJs. There was never a guest. But later, a couple years later, this started uh, when my buddy Yoav started uh, getting residency in clubs in Tel Aviv, he used to bring the American DJs. I
0: mean, I don't know. I remember, remember like Josh Wink or
1: something. No, no. He had good, he had really better. Th- like, I remember Roy Davis Jr. coming in kind of mid, late 90s. Uh, like, uh, well, uh, Derek May was playing. like, it was, it was good. It was a good uh, education. The thing is that it was very sporadic. So like. Uh, yeah, like
0: three times a year.
1: Yeah. Something like that. And uh, two of the times it was canceled because there was some like bomb, like bus bombed up in Tel Aviv and the DJ canceled or something like that. All right. So, um, but it was good. I mean, the mid to late nineties in Tel Aviv, I went to very good parties. Probably most of it is just uh, nostalgia, and it wasn't really good parties. But I remember some really killer parties in the late mid to late nineties.
0: And 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 you're going to this? You, did you have like a group of friends that you? Yeah, yeah, with? yeah. And uh, were they part of your music stuff, or or were mm. they just buddies? No, I mean, I, a lot like. They no no just for for like them?
1: yeah i like you the
0: from the cinema
1: no no not from the cinema more from the party scene i okay. mean it was like yeah and and, and you're like 20 not this point probably 20 24 25. and
0: then and so you're you start sending out demos what what labels were you sending your demos out to
1: yeah well, let's see Do uh everyone r- like all the things i like that was just what's ridiculous like I mean, I sent to like what I sent the guidance. I said like I sent to everybody. I sent to no, like you
0: don't remember like there was like the one you wanted to be on.
1: No, because I was very fortunate that the f- that uh, one of the first uh, demos I sent out was. I sent to like uh, Larry Hurd intan uh, not intangible uh, 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 ale- alleviated, yeah. and I sent to like Track Mode Brett Dancer's label, and okay. I sent to uh, Moods and Grooves. And I sent to Terrence Parker *Intangible*, and I was lucky enough to get really uh, positive feedback from uh, from Larry Heard, and,
0: and and so you're sending these demos. You're sending these are CDs, like CDs, CDs. CDRs. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I kind of fucked up, and uh, I put out a, r- uh, a track uh, on uh, Terrence Parker's int- uh, label.
0: As a, just a solo one, or
1: yeah, yeah, and that was J J. No, no, this was jo- I called myself Jordash at that point. Jordash, that was, like, that was just a nickname that friends of mine called me until like the, after the jeans. Yes,
0: and that's what you wore all the time, or
1: all the time. I didn't, I, I didn't have gigs or anything, so th- 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 no, no,
0: no. I'm saying you. Oh uh,
1: yeah, you my friends they fucking called me Jordash. Yeah. No, but you
0: did. Did you have a pair of the pants? Never, <laughs> never. <laughs>
1: I, I was a Levi's boy. Oh okay, I'm yeah. just, just checking. Yeah. Uh, so you sent the demo to to, to Terry Yeah, you put it out on a compilation, and then a
0: CD compilation or record. It was
1: a CD compilation called like it was in like it. Eventually, I think it was released in '99 or 2000. Okay, uh, and then and so you're like oh, I and I, I, I was a stoner at the time and like. But this
0: is this to just for for our younger viewers. This time, '99, you could still sell CDs and maybe make a living.
1: Yeah, I didn't make. no but i'm saying
0: you so so maybe it was just the cuss
1: it was the end of it
0: you thought maybe oh maybe i'm gonna put out a cd and get a few bucks no that it
1: wasn't about that it was all about ego this and that's what kind of paralyzed me for a decade i'm on an american label now i'm cool it wasn't about even about that like the second larry heard wrote me back and said he loved my music you were That was enough for me to sleep well for 10 years and do nothing, basically. (laughs) To not send anything else, not to, like, pursue anything, just to, like, do drugs and fucking waste my time. So you took drugs for 10 years? Uh, I mean, drugs. You know, I wasn't (laughs) a junkie but i just uh i didn't really push myself for for many years i think because i felt like uh my ego is satisfied now i can make music put it in the never play it to anybody and i'm happy because i know that my biggest musical hero approved of me and <laughs> i think it really uh, have you run into him yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you talked to him about it, or uh, I had an awkward conversation uh, with him about it in Mexico two years ago. He didn't re- really remember the whole thing, so but he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but we like he's always very nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but it was it was very uh, embarrassing the whole thing. Yeah, but I, mean, I think it's good you brought it up because I'm just
0: it, it gives another perspective.
1: You know, this thing
0: that was like super important to you was just kind of like. No, but and it
1: was never about the money uh, back. Th- yeah, like I never thought I didn't know anybody that made a living from music. Yeah, up until I moved to Europe, mm-hmm. which was when I was thirty. So I didn't know I didn't have any plan to make music. Like I thought maybe one day I would like teach music or
0: something. So you you, you spent this you know this ten, year, ten years your twenties yeah in. between
1: tel aviv and haifa depending on working at the movie theater and no or being registered or moving to haifa and being registered to the university and not finishing it ever
0: so kind of a student student life sort of
1: Mm, no because i wouldn't go to class it was more like really i was like obsessed with music all day all night but not doing never doing anything with it and
0: what what made you make the jump
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, I. You're like, I'm out of here. For five years, I was sitting on. I could have finished my BA five years in a row. I had only one or two credits left for five years, and I never did. I never finished it. And I think. And but the BA was for music. No, no, okay. just history and philosophy. Oh,
0: okay. So you could have been a lawyer or something. No. Oh, you didn't. You lawyer. didn't finish the military. No, could I
1: could have, have been an academic. That was the thought that uh, maybe I would like become an academic. What
0: kind of history did you study?
1: Uh, it was just general. It was B.A. So, but I focused on uh, medieval history for some reason. Oh, weird. Yeah, and I tied everything somehow to the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I'd, I'd and did you finish? No, I never finished. I. I that's a thing that. I remember the last I mean I was laying in bed I had a test that day. I could have finished my BA and I w- I would have passed yeah and I said I was like looking at my ashtray with a there's a joint in the ashtray nah nah and I just didn't go to the test I never finished my BA and uh <laughs> and I think uh, and then I left Israel wow yes and so you moved to
0: Amsterdam yep and uh what happened there? Th- there is there? A, are there a lot of Israelis or whatever the hell you are moving there?
1: Mm, I mean, back in the back in the eighties, that was like the hip kind of Berlin kind of town for Israelis. But then it
0: became too expensive for just
1: regular. Well, it, in the nineties, it became in the late nineties, I think. Well, I mean, once it switched to euro, actually, two thousand and one. Okay. uh it became expensive, but it used to be like growing up in Israel, like everybody talked about Amsterdam, Amsterdam. That's like, that's the place where all the music yeah. people went to back then. And I had a friend that uh, lived here. So I visited him when I was 18 and then I kind of said, ah, yeah, that's fucking dope one day. Well, wait, nice w-
0: lived. When you say lived here, you mean Amsterdam?
1: Yeah. He lived. Okay. Oh yeah. No, sorry. Right now I'm in Brooklyn. So yeah, I okay. forgot. Yeah. In Amsterdam. Okay. Uh, so yeah. And I just, uh. When I uh, I thought I would just go to Amsterdam for six months, well, that's a lie. <laughs> uh, I told everybody I'm going to Amsterdam for six months,
0: and then you're gonna come back and finish.
1: And no, school. I didn't talk about the school, oh. but uh, just I'm talking about my friends. Okay. Uh, and then I'll come back, and uh, but I just uh, yeah, I just I left my apartment. I, I just lent. I gave my friends like hey, hold on to my uh, turntable. Hold hold on to my record collection and i just never came back and uh then i taught myself to design websites cuz i needed to make a living and uh th- oh, no and then no and then gal was here and then we started juju and jordash then we needed a website so i taught myself how to do websites and then i started making a living by designing websites for sex workers <laughs> mainly and that's how I made a living until the gigs came in. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you could build me a website?
1: Not anymore. I mean, I know the technology of uh, 2002. I mean, I, anything beyond, like, basic HTML, I'm lost. i want to move this a little bit here. Yeah, do squ- Squarespace, I heard. That's what all the kids are doing today.
0: Okay. Squarespace. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. You could probably figure that out, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm fooling around over here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh and to get to get a job building websites for sex workers in uh what this is ninety nine two thousand no this is 2002. 2000 and yeah,
1: 2003, 2003, two thousand two two thousand yeah two thousand three four i don't know you went to three, like four. a
0: temp agency or no or
1: no no this okay m- i i met uh my girlfriend. And she was, she's a a journalist. No, she's a journalist. She was, she was working at a, at a, like, all English magazine that existed in Amsterdam at the time, Mm -hmm. Amsterdam Weekly. And she could hook me up with a free ad in the classified. And she's the one that said, ah, look, you know, you built a cool website for your music stuff. Why don't you like, because I was like desperate for money. And I was like working at a pizzeria for like three euros an hour, uh, under the table and sh- she's like why don't you offer your like website services so i did and, <laughs> and i remember that stunning websites for low prices so i mean I, I basically my clients were the bottom of the barrel like people that didn't have money so it was a lot of yoga teachers sex workers and uh because they were stunning websites for low budget yeah.
0: <laughs> wow and yeah. how, uh, wh- how much wh- did you have like a flat rate for for a website? Kind of like, like I
1: uh, like if it was like five hundred bucks for and I'll the works put you something up for something. Yeah, but I worked on it hard because I had to teach myself while I was doing it. But too, w- so. would
0: you like a uh, set it up to where they could update it, or you would m- remain the gatekeeper? No, I, I,
1: back then, it was before there was like back end systems, so yeah. I had to. So yeah, for example, this one S and M woman and her uh, boyfriend, uh, I had to update all the time. <laughs> and that sucked ass Because what does that mean You
0: gotta watch their footage
1: No it w- Videos I, I didn't know how to do videos Luckily they, That's that's why I stopped working On that website Because they wanted to Monetize videos And I said nah, pff, I can't I'm not gonna learn How to do that But I had to You'd be rich I, had, no? I know I had <laughs> to airbrush Like her ass Like pimples off her ass And shit like that yeah, And that was like the, that's the best of it. I'm not telling you even every the worst week, shit every week yeah, but this, this is the weird thing that they they were like they had this kind of weird kind of relationship with me too. I mean, when the dude hired me, we met in a public library. I didn't know yeah. what I was getting into he didn't I didn't know it was like going to be an s and m site, so we sit in this public library say, hi, I'm Jordan uh, yeah and he says oh I, i'm I'm whatever his name is, I won't say it on uh, Then he took out of his backpack. These weirdo kind of seventies magazines of SNM, hardcore SNM, like German S&M. Do you like this? And I said, um, nah, not not really. So I'm hiring you. <laughs> so basically he hired me because cause I wasn't a freak. Uh and he and his uh white girlfriend, uh they despise their clientele. That's the funny thing. They're like she's like a mistress mm-hmm. and she despises her clientele. And the only reason they hired me is cause I'm not a not a degenerate pervert as they put it <laughs> wow so anyway the weird thing about them is that their whole way of life is like snm so he kept tipping me which is a weird thing he used to like stick a hundred euro bills in my pocket when i would leave after i would update their thing and that was creepy as fuck and another thing that was creepy as fuck that the first time i i after that library kind of initial introduction I went to their dungeon because I had a meeting with them. So they had a fucking dungeon in the Red Light District where they conducted their business. And that's where I had to, like, you know, do the website meeting. So I'm sitting there alone with him in this fucking basement in the Red Light District. The first thing he does is he takes out this fucking Rambo knife, puts it on the table. So, I mean... it was a weird thing. He was always he was the most generous client I ever had, but there was always this underlying threat Do of
0: like Have you run into them and just like walking around? Uh,
1: no, but like uh, once a year I get a text from him asking if I can update his website and I text him back I'm no longer <laughs> in the business. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe you should just meet up just to I didn't enjoy his company. He's he w- he he's a short, very very muscular, greased back hair kind of dude not your type not my type <laughs> <laughs> no i mean we got along fine and you know we joke around and shit but there's something weird about uh the whole interaction with them
2: huh yeah
1: <laughs> well then so so
0: so your uh your web design career uh so <laughs> sounds like it was okay it wasn't so bad but, uh,
1: but i mean i was just thrilled to be able to pay pay my rent. But you moved on from that. Yeah, the gig started coming in and then, you know. So, so
0: Juju and Jordash was going at this time.
1: Yeah, we put out our first record 2004 on uh, Reggie like Dokes' Psychostasia mm-hmm. label in Detroit.
0: Yeah. Oh. That's
1: yeah. What?
0: You sent him a demo
1: or how? Did yeah, he was like one of the first he's like uh, we sent like 10 maybe 5 or 10 demos of our first uh, Juju Jordash sessions and he responded the first and mm-hmm. we were thrilled because we loved, like it was a, s- didn't have many releases had like six releases at that point, yeah. but super special at the time. Uh, you know, we were real nerds, uh, Detroit nerds, and like yeah. we loved Psycho
0: Yeah, but that's kind of an obscure, even for Detroit, it's pretty obscure.
1: Label. Yeah, but we were already living in Amsterdam, so okay. we had access to Rush Hour and, you know, yeah. there was internet by then. Yeah.
0: But even still, it's still pretty obscure label. Like I think m-
1: most Americans barely know that. Yeah, but Americans are kind of dumb when it comes to techno. <laughs> uh, you know, white Americans outside of Detroit don't really didn't really know much about Detroit as much as your it, Europeans. I don't think
0: people in Detroit know much about Detroit. No, probably
1: not. But I mean, European nerds know m- th- way more about that. Only shit. the people that make it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, jeez. So, so that so you put but your. So now that you're on an American label, then European labels will release your music, too, or something?
1: No, no, not necessarily. I mean, that's not... I mean, we weren't. We didn't have a plan. We were just, like, thrilled that, like, w- one of our favorite re- labels wanted to put out our, a record of ours.
0: And so so you sent him the demo... We dem-
1: still didn't know anybody that made a living from this shit. Wait,
0: so you, s- you sent him the demo, and then he's like, yeah, sure, and then they send you a test pressing to approve... Mm. Do you remember any of that part, or? I yeah, I think I have a test pressing. He sent you a test pressing, yeah. Reggie Dokes is super nice, casual guy. You know, send and him an email back. Yes, sounds good. Press it up. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. the artwork, and then they. No, send we
1: you. didn't send them artwork. We didn't know anything about anything,
0: and then then they send you like ten copies or, or rush hour buys.
1: No, we got. I think we got like ten copies or five copies directly from him. Uh, I don't think Rush Hour distributed back. Th- did Rush Hour even exist? Yeah, they existed, did of course. But they, know. I don't, I don't. They weren't the distribution. It, yeah, was, it, was, it was a Detroit distribution. Mm-hmm. I doubt probably that grown, Rush Hour had a copy. Probably got some copies. Already. Possible. I mean, it was it was around Psychostasia. Yeah, it must have been.
0: Um, and then, uh, so did that. Get you some? You started playing live gigs, or you were playing some gigs before no,
1: that? No, no gigs yet. No gigs, but zero we, gigs. But we were like, Gal got a sweet gig at a studio in Amsterdam. Okay. To you know, just be kind of uh So he
0: moved to Amsterdam also. Yeah, yeah. The same time you did. A little before. Okay.
1: Yeah, he he's five years younger than me. So he kind of finished the army. He was one year in Tel Aviv, and then said, ah. I want to get the fuck out of here, yeah. and he moved to Amsterdam, he went to, like, a sound engineering class. Essay. And so
0: that that probably helped your decision a little bit? Or
1: no, I decided before he... L- I'm the one that suggested he move to Amsterdam, oh, and, <laughs> and I found him the course as well. It just took me longer to collect enough money to do the move. Because <laughs> he, he finished the army, so he got a bunch of money from the army so he could do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I, so yeah, so after that, uh, we were just in this... So he got a sweet gig at, a, like... A you know pretty professional studio uh just recording band like metal bands and all sorts of crap just you know studio gig but the thing is that the studio owner was a nice guy and he let us anytime a- every night we would go there and do free night sessions in a professional studio and that's where we for like years
0: and that's where you got your 10,000 hours
1: yeah definitely and we had access to gear I never saw before. do and you
0: remember the name of the studio or the
1: yeah, yeah, fort it doesn't exist anymore. It was called Fortress
0: Fortress Studios in Amsterdam, yeah, and yeah. what happened to the guy the do you, do you know uh, uh, f-
1: you know it didn't work out as a commercial studio, of course, because that's exactly the years that people started doing everything at home, yeah uh he. He went on to uh, – he's a good musician himself, but he still has a little studio at home. I'm not really in touch with him much. He mm. went on to, like, online marketing maybe or
0: – So he just tried something else. You didn't stay yeah, friends yeah. with him?
1: No, not really, no. Uh, friendly, he came to a gig of ours last year oh, that's in cool. Amsterdam. Uh, yeah, I'm still, like, Facebook friends with him and uh, once every two years. He I doesn't
0: post, like, right-wing stuff or anything? No, 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 oh, no. That's good. no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch out for those. So, so, so now you're you're you are Juju and Jordash. Yeah. And uh, this is with Gal. Mm-hmm. What's his last name again? Anair. Anair. And uh, you're so now you're working a- a nights in this studio that he works at. And yeah, and, and that's and
1: like twenty minute walk from our apartment. Re- recording a lot of music. Yeah, a lot. Or, or just playing. Yeah, like everything. We we recorded a lot of musicians as well because uh, that he had some really good mics. So we we brought in like a great sax player trumpet player, and what
0: other d- are there people that you're still in touch with now or people that other people might know that you met then and start uh associating with or or
1: everybody everybody that i'm still like from the first psychostasia record i mean uh we got to know uh scott ferguson i don't know if you know him he and reggie they remixed one of the tracks on our first 12 he now lives in london but he's a great producer uh f- i mean that i'm i i do not know i know i i don't know i met a lot of people in detroit before that too because my first solo release out on the terrence parker thing too was in detroit so yeah. i visited detroit in 2001 and i met met a bunch of people then as well uh But you know how it is. You put out a record and you get emails from people and then you stay friends with them forever. I mean, back then, the internet was a bit nicer. Forums, you know. I met a lot of people through the Deep House page, if you remember that forum. Yeah, yeah, I really, I actually.
0: Who are you on the Deep House page?
1: Jordash. Jordash. But I wasn't that active. Super just a lurker. I just, yeah, I was a bit, no, not only, I was, I, I participated in one of their, like, uh, edit competitions. Oh, yeah. We got second place. Oh, man, what did you edit? Uh, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> what song? Uh, Family Man. Oh, geez, yeah. wow. It was cool, man, because usually the edits there were kind of boring, classic. Not bore. I mean, there's some fucking great you edits there. You know what there, to expect. Yeah, like a classic disco editor, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was kind of a, I like, I like, participating in that shit because it was like anonymous because so you're
0: so competitive
1: i am i really am <laughs> <laughs> it comes out um yeah. so so uh, but but what
0: what i was talking about in the studio is that you yeah. know i thought that maybe since you were in amsterdam you were part with you know there was maybe people part of the rush hour scene or no
1: that came way later they those fuck like i mean i remember i i i dropped them demos uh i i didn't get an email back ever they <laughs> but they kind of started being nicer once we released in Detroit, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I wasn't part is, is of that crew at all. I was not part of that crew at all. That's, like, really pretty... That's more like uh, from 2010 forward I got to know.
0: Yeah, you need a validation from outside before you're you're accepted within your own Even community. if you're
1: an outsider, I mean... Yeah, it's I weird, mean, huh? I mean, I played... Uh, like Tel Aviv, for example, when I was living there, I played like a total of like three gigs. Yeah. You know. Everybody complains about, you know, not getting gigs when they're local. Yeah. So it's the same story. Yeah. Every city.
0: So, um, so y- you developed it, you know, this is, this is kind of li- what the, 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 the salad days, I guess you didn't, you weren't really caring about money so much. No, I didn't just in it for the music and staying up late. I was trying to get better. Yeah. Working on tracks. Um, but, it you're mostly just playing with like when you're when you're have your fingers on the keyboard you're playing with Gal mostly or or were there other people coming in or uh it was just you and him mostly yeah
1: yeah yeah mostly him you
0: know just me and him, yeah. figuring out what gear you liked and how to use it all and hook it all up and
1: Gal Gal is all has always been more of the technical guy yeah uh, and I've been m- I'm like a more of a keyboard player he's a guitar player so it's less natural for him the keyboard mm-hmm and he's more analytically minded, yeah. so uh, it was uh, yeah a lot of both, like getting to know the gear technically and uh, yeah. And what
0: uh, what wh- what brought you to the next level? Because I mean, at this point, I would say that you're a professional musician, uh, and maybe at that point there was something you know where was just releasing a record doesn't necessarily make you a professional musician.
1: No, you need to make a living from it.
0: Yeah, when you decide that that's what you're going to do and nothing else, uh, uh, maybe you become a professional then. You have no choice. Yeah, I guess. Do you you remember a moment when that happened or or was there like a... Mm. Tough question.
1: Tough question, but I do remember very specifically one of the first gigs that we had uh, outside of the Netherlands. We were booked by Fabric. Yeah. And it paid, it paid like, I don't know, like 700 euros each of us. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. Because back then I was living off of 700 a month, maybe. So I was like, holy fuck, just give me two of these a month. And I'm like, fucking, I'll buy a synthesizer. And and that's 2011, 12? No, 8, 9. Oh, okay. Still early. Yeah uh, and that's when maybe it was like, uh, fuck, we should like maybe try to get more gigs. Like, I mean,
0: yeah. Cause I mean, I remember the first time I met you, we played for Christina.
1: Records. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody showed up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there was nobody there because they didn't want to pay. And then they decided to let people in for free and everybody yeah, came in. Yeah.
1: I think maybe that was even your idea to let everybody in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, they're all sitting in the bar. Why don't we just let them in yeah, like, yeah. rather than cry all night? Um, but that what that was 2000 i have no idea nine
1: yeah something like that
0: and but at that point that was for me i that's when stuff started to happen you know you started releasing like more records maybe you know a new, you'd have a new release or okay i have a good okay
1: something. i'm I'm not gonna talk shit too much but i'll talk a little bit of shit so anyway so 2004 we put out this uh psychostasia yeah. 12 inch uh the same year i guess or uh there's this pretty damn fucking cool compilation called Detroit Beatdown okay on Third Ear okay do you know what, do you know that compilation no uh,
0: i know i've heard the name but i am not i'm not a it's i'm a not really a techno guy
1: yeah but that's not really techno that's had detroit house that's like uh, d- that's joe parish stuff anyway no, that compilation uh Fucking love that compilation. So we got in touch with uh the third year or he got in touch with us actually and offered us an album deal. Uh this was like probably two thousand five or six. And he said, Yeah, I'll pay you six thousand pounds, uh yeah, ten track album, distribution in Japan, da 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 distribu and and this beatdown, you know, it sold a lot. I mean, I I mean that shit going yeah. well uh so we thought okay we're fucking set yeah so the next two years we perfected this album for him That's all we did we mm-hmm. said no to a lot of labels that asked for music turned out a lot of opportunities because you know fucking 30 year i mean this compilation was like my favorite compilation at the time is
0: that is that the, is it blue
1: i don't remember on the cover uh, likely i i i don't really remember uh, how it I'm looks not, i don't yeah, re- okay sorry it's a really good compilation uh, Malik Aliston had an amazing track on there. No, I don't know what it. Yeah, is. we're really into the Detroit thing, so okay. anyway, uh, we're done with the thing. Uh, the album we sat on it for, uh, for many years. It's supposed to be released. Suddenly we get an email. "Hey guys, uh, our Japanese distribution just crashed. Uh, there's no album there's no six thousand pounds and you know i already spent that money yeah. <laughs> you know that money was already like scheduled for the next like rent for six months mm. like i did not save money at all so that kind of destroyed us that like really was a wrench in our plan of uh, oh,
0: wh- what happened to the album
1: that's the first album we put on the okay so uh, i guess uh, a couple months later, we met these kids. They booked us to play this beach party. They didn't know we lived in the Netherlands. They just knew our record from Psychostasia. And they booked us to play this beach party. And then they found out that we uh, live in the Netherlands. And then they came to hang out at the studio, told them the whole story about Third year played them. Then, and then they said, oh, shit, we're going to start a label and put that out.
0: And that was that. That was Deck Mental's first release. Yeah, yeah uh Juju and Jordash and what was the name of that album I again I think
1: Juju and Jordash. just that yeah.
0: and uh so um
1: in the meantime we put out a digital album on Rope-A-Dope but that that doesn't count that's more jazzy and yeah. only mm-hmm.
0: digital yeah and so y- that begins your relationship with with the uh, which at this point was just some dudes throwing a party
1: kids yeah like uh, like 100 people in the party uh. yeah just enthusiastic kids really enthusiastic real music nerd
0: deck mantle happens and then uh you put out this album um and then uh was that nothing dramatic happened just at any w- point ever this because this is 2009 nine. Yeah. and nine
1: so but you know that's kind of a, a t- we were already having good gigs before that yeah and at that point uh, they were a new obscure label so it the reason we did it with them because they were so enthusiastic and and, and exciting. They're, lo- they're
0: locals. Mm-hmm. It's also exactly kind of nice. we really
1: wanted that. We didn't want any of more of these email like fucking yeah. If you want your money, long you distance, you and, not and not we were just burned by this British dude. Yeah.
0: Well, you probably took too long.
1: No, our record was ready. He was just oh just it. Yeah. No,
0: that's too bad.
1: Oh. Yeah. I was very angry. I didn't like. I met him a few years later at free rotation. I didn't shake his hand. Like. 10 years later now I'm probably cool with him but was, yeah
0: dirty dog
1: I hold grudges <laughs> well I'll remember mm. that yeah I remember F-bomb. I was on the phone using the F-bomb like you motherfucker and I'm never like I'm not like that but yeah he m- he made you snap yeah he really but what did is, he, is that label still around or, or I think so I mean he's a nice guy. everybody tells me he's a nice guy he just uh, made a mistake he shouldn't have promised shit that's all
0: mm. well at least he didn't disappear you know he told no, me. no 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 he
1: well, who
0: knows? Um I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> All right, so and now your
1: career's over? My career is totally over. <laughs> <laughs> well I don't no, know. It's, well, it's still going. It's still going well. From
0: what you say it just it's just been boring ever since two thousand ten. No,
1: you didn't ask me anything. Anything since 2010. Well, you said
0: nothing major happened.
1: Ah, n- no. What I meant is that there there was never one point that suddenly Jujun Jordash was success. You, as you know, you know, you know very well that was a slow build. Slow build, and it's still a slow build. It's yeah, still building. Exactly. So I mean, but I
0: then if you don't have a really fast ri- rise, then you don't have very far to fall. You know, that's you what
1: they say, but I don't know if that's true. I mean, I wouldn't mind a little a little bump, <laughs> a little now, bump. now here and again a little bump. Yeah, I, you're about. I mean, We could use it. You're about due for
0: one, I guess. One, okay. You got to get. Yeah, out. Mm-hmm. Jesus
1: oh fuck. When will we ever like get a, a fucking a N- hit? A Nissan commercial or
0: something. Yeah,
1: it's fuck. We even have
0: publishers. I Jesus, you gotta get us something. You got to get a, a new uh, 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 a placement uh, agent or whatever. I don't know what they. We mean. have. It's
1: a publisher. It's yeah. yeah, we have that shit.
0: Yeah, but I think those are not. But I
1: people around us are making some money from that, man. Huh? May I wonder.
0: Yeah really from what from what i've heard the people the ones that i know that are are getting some success with that they said that the the advice they gave me was that they watched the movies that they liked the music mm-hmm. and they just took the names off the credits and and found out ways to contact these people and and offered them the music you know that's just that extra step that somebody took along the way
1: yeah i'm a, i'm a, i am a big believer in the personal touch so, I don't. I mean, I don't... I don't I'm not going to do it, though. There's no but way in the world.
0: But isn't there, like, a, a, a pretty... There's a pretty big film industry, but it's Hilversum. I guess that's different than Amsterdam, but...
1: There's not a big... Fi- how many people in the world speak Dutch? I don't know. Yeah, not don't many. But that's like what everybody's million. always like.
0: The Dutch Hollywood, Hilversum. Or
1: what I never heard that in my Hil- life. Are you, are you confused with Bollywood? No. <laughs> Hilly, Hillywood <laughs> is, I yeah. think is what they call it. <laughs> Netterwold. Yeah. Um. But th- I, I,
0: you would think that there would be... Well, well, maybe it's not as, as 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 reputable as being having your you know scoring a Scorsese movie or something, but you know you could have your music placed in some. Well, know, I would love it. I have no problem with whatever. That. Like even now, you get you can have your money in an Instagram video, and 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 you get money. I'll take money any way you give it to <laughs> me. Uh, so we need to find you a, somebody out there that that wants to represent nah. you and place nah. your music. No, there is whoever's doing it for now. I want a a
1: patron. I want a patron of the arts. That's the best situation. I want to like Medici. I want to. You're dreaming. I know. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you're gonna go live in their castle for a little while, and
1: wouldn't that be glorious? Learn how to fence. Wouldn't that be? No, I'll just be in the studio. I'll get like a little gruel each day, uh, a little weed each day. I'll I'll give them like an album a month. Uh, They'll give me some money. And what, what would they, what, what? why would they do that for you? Because they have these uh, fancy parties and they want to impress their fucking hipster rich friends and they have exclusive music from.
0: But you think these kind of people would want to hear your music or uh-huh. you would have to cater to them? You have to get a harpsichord or something.
1: Probably I would <laughs> need to, yeah, I would need to <laughs> get a harpsichord. But uh, but that would be nice. Some, yeah. I mean, anyway. We're Harpsichords everybody, are pretty cool, you know. I mean, I'd rather do that. Uh, like a personal patron than like but uh, when, but, but be a patron of nike or something
0: but aren't rich people usually pretty cheap they could just use like a spotify or something.
1: no okay <laughs> okay i'm talking <laughs> about like if the culture changed like if we go back to like like the renaissance kind of yeah sounds uh, good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we can talk about that some more if you want
0: but i mean i mean yeah uh, this this uh, the uh with some of the past guests, we I've talked about how this, uh, you know, this s- constant touring is is uh, it's hard, you know. And you're you're also playing live most of the time. Your your focus yeah. is a little different now, but generally, for the past ten or so years, you've been touring as Juju and Jordash, which means carrying a keyboard or two and some other box yeah. stuff, and then trying to get a writer. And then you get to the club, and then you kind of see what works. Yeah. And you do a really long sound check. Yes. And then you maybe have a falafel. Yeah, And then we, yeah. And then you play for two hours or an or hour, hour. Or an
1: hour, yeah. Improvise and each that's time that's different. that's been going on
0: for two years. And now, you know, what Gal lives in Tel Aviv now. Mm-hmm. So uh, the logistics are a little bit different. And he also has a, a family now. Yeah. And so you've been doing more solo stuff as mm-hmm. Jordan, G, C, Z, as I would say. But you would say Z because you're Canadian.
1: I guess, yeah. No, it sounds better.
0: G-C-Z, GCZ, I just don't ever say Z. No, like it's
1: a bad name. I'm aware of it, but that's my Yahoo email address, and I just and my middle name wait, is Z the, the E D, right? No, it's Jordan G for my middle name, which is yeah. Jeffrey, which is Geoffrey, basically. <laughs> uh, Chemansky, C Z at yeah. Yahoo.com.
0: But what I'm saying is that we don't say Z, we say Z. I
1: know Zed. that we we. I'm American too. I know we say Z. It just it's hard to say G C Z. G-C-Z. Gcz, Maybe it is cooler actually. <laughs> Gcz. Yeah, so I've been doing more of that lately. Sorry, <laughs> <got> a little
0: <laughs> get a little tangent there. Yeah, but um, so so now you're doing that. Uh, it's pretty much the same thing, just one person yeah. instead of two. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally when you play live, uh, is one person doing? More, more of one thing, like the rhythm or, or the melody or bassline, or you split it up, or, or how does that work out when you do solo? Does there a change yeah, so do you have to handle uh, the drums
1: more or yeah. Juju and Jordash basically at this stage it's uh, gal juju, he does all the drums and uh, uh, occasionally a bass line, and I do the synths and the, r- the rest yeah
0: so he's rhythm and your yeah. melody yeah and uh, now so now you just play beatless music or no <laughs>
1: <laughs> motherfucker you just have like a 4-4 four four no two. it's more actually it's interesting i'm you know i've only done uh a handful of uh live solo yeah, drums are hard no that's the thing i like i i mean i like uh i mean i love what gal does on the drums you know he's really yeah. become a real master at it but i mean i also love uh repetitive kind of uh grooves that don't change much yeah and that's what's been happening more with my uh solo live shows and yeah. that and that's kind of cool because that's uh, you know instead of going uh, more noodly, i'm actually going more tight than juju and jordash with my solo stuff because of the re- the repetitiveness of yeah the yeah that f- that yeah i'm, I'm
0: kind of pleased y- with that you don't ever set the you know you can set you know play eight bars and then have a fill you don't ever try that kind of stuff i, p- I press the fill button you myself. just press it live yeah yeah manner. i don't want it automatic yeah, it's gonna. That'd be a lot of counting. Yes. You have to count to like 100 and whatever. I don't have time for that. Yeah. 168. Or 128. Or 128. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds difficult. So, so that, that seems like it's going well. And uh, you also have a, a label now called
1: um, Off Minor Recording.
0: Off Minor and. Uh,
1: yeah, and you released on that label like five years ago, so it's not that I have that label now. I've been having it.
0: Well, I'm just bring it, it, as well as doing this solo yes. you've been running a label for the past five years called Off Miner. Yes. And uh which releases not only your own stuff but a few other people. Yeah. Um how's that going? Is it I mean I talked with some other some of my other guests do it and we've noticed that record sales are down a little bit.
1: Big time. And uh digital
0: digital seems to kinda hold it together a little bit
1: it helps not for me no not for me my my digital sales like my Bandcamp, is like dead but as do you fuck
0: have, do you have a digital distributor
1: yeah yeah but i only started that like a year ago yeah so. you should
0: that should it should no it's great. i mean
1: i mean i mean i don't know last quarter i had ten, i made 10 bucks i but mean d- but does that m-
0: make you want to um are you
1: going to keep doing the label Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is no. I mean, I'm doing the. Uh, my I have a record coming out next week on uh, off minor, Darling and Lexi. Okay. I don't know if I sent that to you.
0: No, I think I saw the. I don't. I didn't. I haven't heard it yet. Yeah.
1: Though. So I mean, instead of releasing like three records a year, maybe I'll release one or two a year, and make them super special, and make sure I do uh, proper promotion. And this one, and and in this case, I got a P and D deal for the first time.
0: And and but did you? Does this? Uh, are you you're more selective with the tracks now, or you're just not? Or no, I'm just less in a rush. Okay, just wait till.
1: Yeah, stop. I mean, I've I I've I've other two other things in the pipe, three other things in the pipeline, and unfortunately, the artists just have to be patient.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not it's it's, it's slow a little bit right now. Well, there's a lot going on.
1: There's th- people release too much music now, and I don't want to be part of that. Yeah, so there's like this Darling and Lexi. It's a super special record. So. Uh,
0: and, and are they they friends of yours, or how did that yeah come about? Uh,
1: yeah that's uh, that's the thing. I have a studio in the basement in this basement of this hotel, and there's several studios there and uh one of them is uh darling anton his name's anton his artist's name is darling he shares it with the other guy Tom Rauch uh, named Tracy, anyway, so he uh we hang out a lot uh in the smoking room in the room. smoking room yeah so uh, there's a kind of good uh chemistry good vibe going down there and uh, everybody hears other people's music and you know exchanges ideas and stuff and uh one day i think he was down there with his 4-year-old daughter and uh just fucking around on the keyboards and stuff and and i don't remember exactly how it happened but you know i was like yeah shit this sounds better than like this sounds better than any of this fucking music that people make down here and he just made a like a mini album out of it Uh, she plays all the keyboards uh and how old it's his daughter you said four-year-old daughter and uh, like he just like set it set up like arpeggiators and she played the keys or he just quantized what she played or didn't quantize even and then he did the beats it's pretty wild yeah, but it kind of sounds weird. Uh, weirdly, the kind of Drexian, huh? Yeah. Free form. Yeah, but 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 still, the way he edited it, it makes it sound uh, very natural. And yeah, it's uh, a it's a cool uh, project. Uh, I mean, it sounds pretentious, but it's just oh, good I'm music, you know.
0: I would I'd be curious to hear it, you know, yeah, yeah. whether
1: or not I like it or not. Who cares? No, you'll, you'll probably like it. Yeah. It's
0: what oh, then say it again, darling. Darling and Lexi. Darling and Lexi on off minor recordings coming coming in oh a few weeks by yeah. the time this is out it'll probably yeah, be yeah, out yeah and a huge hit and everybody knows it by now yeah yeah but um uh y- what else so you're in let's we're gonna finish it up we've been going for a while now but um uh you're here in new york you got a couple gigs you're gonna go play in detroit play at the new, the new club here um mm-hmm. same old same you're at up to the same old stuff it sounds like yeah, yeah. And but ga- and Gal, but y- this is not solo year, but Gal's. Yeah, this join this here. is
1: a Juju and Jordash thing. Uh, Detroit, it's also Magic Mountain High, and also uh, Magic Mountain High plus Jonah Sharp, which is the Mulholland Free Clinic. Jeez. You know Jonah Sharp's music? No. Space Time Continuum?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sure you know. I don't know anymore. I only know that these $2 records that I've
1: strung. Yeah, well, by. you can, fl- like Astroworks, early 90s. Oh
0: those are starting
1: to turn up now. So maybe yeah. maybe I'll find them. I think you will. J-
0: what's the name of his artist thing?
1: Uh, Space Time Continuum. Sounds familiar. No, maybe maybe I do have something. Legendary dude. Oh. Anyway, anyway. So yeah, this is a new venue tonight in New York. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Public uh, Records. Uh, it looks amazing. There's like fancy speakers and like it's an audiophile place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. So um, look out for Jordan. GCZ, yeah. Chamanski.
1: George George Jeffrey. Yeah, Chimansky. I should have made my artist name Jordan Chamanski, right? It rolls off the tongue. Jeffrey Chamansky. Yeah. So look out for him uh
0: uh around the world and uh you can find him on uh, Do you have like a a booking we can find your booking yeah, agent yeah. Through, through Octopus. Octopus yeah. And uh you have like a website people can go to or, or that
1: No, sorry. You don't have
0: a fancy website anymore? You were a web designer. Yeah, yeah. Just message him on Instagram or Twitter. Twitter, or yeah you can find him on twitter too he's writing stuff
1: all the time yeah i complain a lot and then i erase it yeah
0: but um uh thank you very much
1: thanks for having jordan me jordan
0: for coming by i hope uh we don't have to edit out too much and uh but mm,
1: don't edit shit and you seem okay with it um i don't care
0: and uh yeah thanks a
1: lot okay thank you see you next time mm, bye bye how long was that uh, <laughs>